Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Art and Luke, recently my great uncle passed away and we were cleaning out his house, getting ready for an estate sale. And we kept finding cash. Like he was old school. We probably <laughs> found about 50 mason jars full of old, dirty coins. Mm-hmm. My, my mom mm. found a cigar box with about 200 crumpled up $1 bills in it. There was even, and I kid you not, there was even a tightly wrapped plastic bag in the freezer with a few hundred bucks in it. Like hiding cash. Do you find that people still do that? I mean, that's a that's a very old school way of thinking, but you don't really recommend that, do you? Well, hiding cash is, you know, that that's depression era. People that went through the depression knew how, you know, you may go through a period where the banks are closed, you know, so they wanted to make sure they had that cash on hand for an emergency use. So that's why they had that. In today's world, it seems very foreign because we go to the ATM anytime we want. We use a card. Typically, we don't even use cash that much anymore. When you go to the gas pump, you used to always have to go inside and pay the, you know, the attendant with cash. Now we're just using our debit cards all the time. So mm-hmm. cash is a different animal in today's world. However, you definitely want that extra savings buffer and do the same principles that grandma and grandpa did there, which are make sure you have that rainy day fund, that set aside money that is there for an emergency use. So that way you're not having to use credit cards and you're not having to use resources that are used for other things. So you want to be able to have that extra money in reserve in case we have unexpected, what we call kind of a black swan event. You can't see it on the radar. We can't see it coming. We do that in our models too. So we actually have a fund called black swan that we put in some of our investment models. And we do that for things that we cannot see today. Uh, That's not on any experts radar, but that may happen to change the dynamics of the investing world very quickly. We do that also in our portfolios. That's a good point. We have the the black swan fund. We also have, you know, some hedged equity, right? We think the markets go up over time, but they don't always go up things can happen. Um, But to get to your point, Mark, on the um, hiding of cash in random places in one's house, uh, we don't necessarily recommend that. (laughs) We do recommend having some cash on hand, whether it be in person or in the bank. Um, But, you know, like we mentioned, you know, last week with inflation, right, you're actually losing money on your cash. You're losing money at the bank because inflation's eating away the buying power of that cash. Right. So um, we have clients that own you know, gold coins and have cash in the safe and, you know, whatever makes you feel comfortable at night and makes, you know, you know, knowing that you can just go grab some cash. Yeah. I mean, have that. We never recommend against it. Just don't have too much of it not doing anything for you. I don't think I've ever gone this long with carrying the same amount of money in my wallet. Like when it comes to cash, I think I've had the same 25, 30, 40 bucks in there for six months. <laughs> if you go to some stores, they don't even take cash. Exactly. Like, hey, we're, we're short on cash. Use your card. Like, really? I want yeah. to spend this 20. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, when we were cleaning out Uncle Bill's house, getting ready for the estate sale, we had a bunch of the cousins and grandkids driving us crazy. Well, I that's get- why you have the cash in your pocket. You were cleaning out Uncle Bill's house. <laughs> You just kept reloading. We told a bunch of the kids just to get him out of the house. We said, go grab a shovel. We think he may have buried a lot of money in the backyard. So <laughs> it's there possible. Was no, there was no money in the backyard, but by God, it kept those kids busy for a couple of hours. Make sure you give the team at the McPherson Financial Group a call and get that plan put together for your retirement. And speaking of, you know, is there a difference, Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, is there a difference in what women look for in a financial advisor and what men look for? There was a study by the Hearts and Wallets Financial Research Firm that claimed too many advisors like to talk bulls and bears 
while women would rather hear about values and priorities. So is there a different approach when it comes to men and women and financial advice? For sure. I mean, I think typically men, we gravitate more towards the math and the numbers and kind of the the fun aspects of seeing projections and growth. And the women typically are like, okay, that's fine, but how does that affect my life? You know, how does that give me a better retirement? How does that help me do what I want to do for my kids and my grandkids? And they bring it down to the real side of that. You know, more of the the feeling side of, hey, I get the growth and I get these charts and I get these projections, but tell me how's that going to affect my life? How does that improve my retirement? How does that improve my life for my kids and my grandkids? Yeah, and we try to show simplified graphs and charts for both husband and wife or spouses. And then if one or the other wants to take a deeper dive, we have that information as well. But our approach is, hey, we're going to do the, do the deeper dive you know, and we're going to run the numbers and calculate it. And then the, the what we're going to show you is the, the simplified version of it. But we can always dive in. We have those, you know, those certain clients, those engineers that want to see every number, want to match it to their spreadsheets. Right. You know, we can do that as well. But I think Art was correct when he said, you know, what can this money do for me? More of the feeling, the value of it, you know, more of the generational legacy play. We see that with one of the spouse versus the other. Have you ever had couples come in and they are completely different paths? Or like they're not even on the same page with their finances? A lot. A lot more than you think. <laughs> and it's funny because one will say something to the other and they won't agree. But then if we say something, then they the light bulb goes off. Oh, okay. What you've been telling me about maybe not spending so much money was right. Or it, it goes both sides, right? Sometimes we're spending too much money. Sometimes we're not spending enough money and we're going to give too much away. Yeah, because there's usually a spender and a saver. So the husband, if he's the saver... He gets energy from seeing the amount of money grow in the portfolio. So his whole focus is, I'll eat beanie weenies for a week just so I can see that portfolio <laughs> grow. Where the spouse is like, no way, I need that cash flow because the cash flow provides the freedom to do the trips, the travel, buying the the presents for the kids and the grandkids and right. doing those things that she wants to do. Um, or it can be flipped. You know, I've got this, that same thing flipped the other way. So there's always a dynamic there. So when Luke and I can kind of give a professional opinion, a lot of times the other half will hear this side of the discussion for the first time because the husband and, and wife factor doesn't discount each other. Sure. <laughs> they actually right. like, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Instead of being in the argument of, no, I'm going to prove my point until you hear me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they actually are like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I see. This is providing the cash flow. And then the wife's like, yes, see, that's what I need. <laughs> and then you. the husband's like, okay, yeah, okay, right, right, right. Okay, this will create more cash flow, but I'll still get the growth too. So I'll be happy also. So everybody's happy that way. What do you say to like a couple where, let's say the wife comes in and she has all the finances in order and the husband refuses to get involved whatsoever? That doesn't usually happen because the husband usually will find something the husband's interested in. Right. So it maybe is uh, golfing or it's being on the boat. He wants to be out sailing and so forth. So the discussion will change into... Well, you said you wanted to buy a 52-foot sailboat, and right now you have a 35-foot sailboat. So if we plan accordingly, we can turn around and get And then all of a sudden he's like, what, 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 what? I'm all in. Wait, wait a second. How do I get the 52-foot boat? <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's ways around that. But yeah, there is a disconnect sometimes, and it's part of our job to make sure they're both engaged. So whether you're the spender or the saver, you need to be on the right path. Get a plan together. Reach out to the team at the McPherson Financial Group. Get that retirement plan in order. You can also meet the team and set up that virtual consultation, artofmoneyradio.com. And y'all are still doing 
Now it used to be because of COVID, but I think some people want to stay home now just because it's hot. <laughs> like, but you're still doing the Zoom appointments as necessary, correct, Art McPherson? Oh, absolutely. We have clients that are in their beautiful homes in the mountains right now, so it's really nice to be able to do a review with them while they're out of town and they're enjoying those 50 and 60 degree evenings while we get our 88 degree evenings. So they're saying eat your heart out when we're doing the Zoom meeting with them. But yeah, Zoom has uh, changed our practice a little bit for us being able to be in touch with people out of state and not have to come back in the state, you know, just to be able to do a review or to see us. So it makes it very, very convenient. Artofmoneyradio.com. And it's funny talking about working from home and being at home. Bloomberg surveyed a thousand working adults and 49% of millennials they would consider quitting their job if they couldn't work from home. The biggest reason was lack of commute, which I kind of get, followed by being away from their pets and the cost of childcare. And most millennials say that they would rather be in office for three days a week and then be at home for two. I know at the McPherson Financial Group, y'all work with a lot of small business owners. Is it okay to let the employees like have that much control over how a business is run saying, hey, if you don't let me work from home, I'm going to quit? That sounds like a demand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a business owner, I wouldn't like it if you approached me like that. But um, you know, there's ways to, to make things work out within most businesses. With our business here, a lot of our clients want to come in person and meet with us. Uh, we do have Zoom meetings while we're here, but a lot of our information is here, right? Because we have you know, a lot of encrypted information mm -hmm. that can't get out, I just can't take it home and have a review. So sure. certain industries, it works for you to be at home. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, the millennials are worried about their pets and things and, and the commute, of course, but the industries are changing, right? We're going to see a lot of empty commercial buildings. Yeah. Met with a client a couple of weeks ago and it's, it's a local business and what used to be a really strict business and industry, they've kind of gone lax and, you know, she's working from home two, three days a week. So we're seeing that and we're seeing a lot of shared offices and um, just a lot of downsizing because if you don't need people in the office, you don't really need to pay for the office. That's not going to change here. We're always going to have our office. We're always going to be here. You know, unless I have multiple kids, multiple more kids. <laughs> and there's, and there's there a lot is. of, yeah, and there's a lot of people that are commuting. So when you look at a half an hour commute and Luke is now filling his truck up for a hundred bucks a pop Ooh. and you can save four or five, six hundred dollars a month by staying home, you know, that's a big deal, especially with childcare. You know, a lot of times childcare can be $500 a week, $400 a week, and all of a sudden that's no longer an expense and that regular cash flow is now part of the budget. It's a big difference. So it can be definitely a game changer um, for someone to be able to work from home if that's a possibility in their field, especially there's a lot of companies you can do that. And it, I think, will change the industry, just like Luke was saying. We're going to see that evolve. And COVID has kind of brought that to the forefront. And we've learned that productivity can be very high while people work from home. And I think office departments and things like that thought, no, that'll never work. You know, they're going to be doing all the, all kinds of other stuff rather than work. Well, there's a lot less disruptions, evidently, when people work from home. I didn't like working at home during COVID. I need that separation. I want my home life to be home life, and I want work life to be work life because, I mean, I've got the big TV, and I've, you know, I've got the pool in the backyard, and, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, I got the cooler. So, you know, when yeah, I'm at home, the, home is my escape. The cooler is going, Mark, Mark, open me. Don't Mark. let that anybody spreadsheet <laughs> go away. Don't worry about those emails. For those listening, if Mark Owens ever applies for a job and it's a work from home, <laughs> nope, throw it away. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 74725. Today's show has been a work of art. 